And then Isabel goes, Morgan, listen to you going all vigilante. And I was like, Morgan's on her vigilante shit. We love it. We love it. everyone and welcome back to hate spinnerbait the podcast where we hate spinnerbait but we love isabel and morgan Ooh, our girlies are back our, baby our yes. I love i'm michael ann and with me as always is bethany bethany how's it going hi it's going really good um we are currently recording on florida's bye weekend and the team needed a bye to rest and rejuvenate and i needed a bye because it's been you know, I've been going, going, going. Football, Eras Tour, movie, you know. Um, so much good things, all fun things, all things I wanted to do. But I was like, I also just wanna sit in my Grogu PJs and chill all day. And you know what? That's what I'm doing. And it's great. How about yourself? I, I am doing well. I had I have my biggest problem right now is that I have three books hmm. that I need to be reading that aren't Dessen. Hmm. Um, I have two that I took out from the library. The This is the problem is they say, oh, wait, you're going to have to wait like three weeks or six weeks or something. Yeah. And then those weeks go by and you don't even realize it. And then bam, you have four books and you're like, shit. Shit, I got to read so, those books. Yeah, so that's my biggest problem right now. And if that's my biggest problem, then there could be worse things in yeah. life. That is true. Exactly. So many books to read. So little time. So little time. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Um, But we are reading along for the ride today. Chapters 14 and 15. We're doing it, guys. We're getting there slowly but surely. We're enjoying the scenic route on this ride and we live for it. But yes. before we jump in to our, admittedly, again, we're at the top of Act 3, so you all know what that means. It's time for some real depressing stuff. Like, it's the depressing bit of the novel. Some good growth. Like, there's some good stuff. There's growth. It. There's growth. There's yeah. good things going on, but it's depressing. Um, but before we dive into that, let's recap what got us to this beginning of Act 3 depressing stuff. <laughs> Yes. So our poor girl Auden is having like a bit of a meltdown because dad has once again walked out on his wife and children. Um, So Auden is very triggered because of this. She has completely pushed Eli away. She is like rejecting him and she's, you know, going into I need to be alone and blah. Defense mechanisms that are not good. Um, additionally, it seems like Heidi's doing okay without. Yeah, which we love that Rob. for Heidi. Sad for Auden. Yep. Happy that Heidi is coming into her own. Yes, and uh, 
That's kind of where we left her. She was feeling, oh, Jason is back in town. Jason, uh, famously from The Truth About Forever, I believe. Yep, yep. Library dickwad dude. Gosh, brain camp Jason. Now Jason conference in Colby Jason. This Mm -hmm. guy. He's back. He's hitting on our girl. She's not interested. I mean, why would you be, honestly? She's got Eli. Like, please. This is your problem, Jason. You keep trying to weasel into these women's life when there are people like Wes and Eli around. And it's like, buddy, you don't stand a chance. Like, come on. You don't stand a chance. Come on, buddy. Why aren't you talking to the girls from the library? They were obviously sims for you. Yeah, they were super into you, my dude. Go talk to them. Go talk to them. He likes to chase. He does. He likes a girl who's out of his league, you know. He's he definitely she's everything. Does. He's just Jason. Mm. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> she's everything. He's just Jason. Facts. He's Jason. Yeah, he's so unimpressive. Like, let's be honest. Mm. He really is. Uh, speaking of our boy, Jason, though, and by our boy, I mean not really our boy. Just Jason. Hashtag <laughs> just Jason. That's what we'll be calling him from here on out. <laughs> Um, we start chapter 14 with him. Oh my God, dude, take a hint. She's just not that into you. You can't stand up a girl mm-hmm. for prom and then expect to like meet up with her. And I don't know, weasel your way back into her life. But yeah, he's texting her up a storm. He's like, I'm on a break. Uh, are you free for dinner tonight? Head back to the dorms. Talk to you tomorrow. Like he's just, he's trying. And our girl he's trying. is, she's not having it. She's not having it at Mm-mm. all. Um, she's. I believe at Clementine's and Leah sees this and she's like, wow, someone's popular tonight. And that leads Auden to have to kind of explain the situation with good old just Jason about how he stood her up on prom night. And of course, all the girls are like, that's horrible because that is Mm -hmm. a pretty shitty thing to do. And Auden kind of defends him and is like, well, you know, it's not like it's not that bad. You know, he called the day before because he got invited to this big conference, like totally understandable. And I was like, typical Jason. It's always something like can't commit to a girl because he's got to go save the world or something with his brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got to go be smart. Yeah, he's got to go be smart. That's important. Which you know what? Like, if that's what you're into, dude, cool. But like, stop trying to. Like, don't date. string these poor girls along. Like, don't date if it's not something you're into. Like, there are a lot of people that never date in high school or even college or, you know, like, in their 20s, period. And, like, that's fine. Like, why don't you go figure out who you are and then, like, maybe you're a guy who dates in his 30s, you know? <laughs> like, maybe that's Or not at all. Or not at all. Or, or not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> that is fine. Well. But, yeah, Auden's kind of explaining how – her whole schedule is like different. You know, a week prior, she would have been out with Eli late at night, you know, up all night, they're working on their quest. And now she's kind of reverted back to her old self where every night she kind of just goes home by herself. And she's, you know, Heidi's doing her thing. She seems good. Um, Like we, we said, kind of in the recap, like Heidi might be thriving, which good for you, Heidi, get Rob out of your life by all means necessary. But she's kind of fallen back into, you know, academics. She's back in her comfort zone, back to hitting the books. But the one interesting thing is, is this is where we're already starting to see that, like, even though she's kind of going back to her comfort zone, like her safety net, you can completely chip away all the growth that she's done. Because since that night with Eli, where she, like, slept 
at nighttime. She now is kind of on like a normal sleeping schedule. So yeah, she hasn't completely regressed. So that's interesting. That is certainly we interesting. We love that. We do love that for her, for sure. But uh, so this is where she walks into Clementine's. And again, like I said, she's kind of on a more normal sleeping schedule now, which get it, girl. We love that. And so she walks in and she's expecting to get like all of this like, oh, my God, look at you out in the sun. What? Who are you? And instead, they're all freaking out and they're huddled around a computer screen and they are watching none other than our boy Eli and he's gotten back into the bike game. Like he's competing again, which is awesome. And his first competition back, he places second, like he's looking really good. And the girls and Adam, well, mostly Adam, is really surprised by this because he hasn't been riding. No one has seen Eli ride, right? And they're like, how did he just like take a year off and not be good? And then Maggie like like she's Jim on the office like pans over <laughs> to panning to the camera so she pans on over to Auden and is like I don't know maybe he has been writing maybe some people have seen these things hmm, I don't know what do you what do you know about it Auden <laughs> mm. yeah yeah Leah and Maggie both are like staring right at her she's, yeah. they're like Maybe he is writing, Adam. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe there's some things that we don't know, Adam. And Adam's like a clueless yeah. boy, and he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, no. If I don't see it, it doesn't yeah. happen. It clearly doesn't exist. And the girls are like, we know, okay, like we know shit. We and- know shit. Okay, so like this is what I love about this book. Okay, I'm gonna give props to my girl Sarah. Like we do on every episode. <laughs> we host the whole podcast talking about her novels, so clearly we like her. But, you know, our BFF, Sarah. Here's why I want to give some props about this novel and what I really like about this. So we have two characters that both went through extreme trauma. They kind of help mm-hmm. heal each other from it. You know, I mean, obviously they do their own soul searching and healing because, again, like someone else can't fix you. That's not how the world works. You know, like you right, fix yourself. Right. You go to therapy. You do what you have to do to fix yourself. But with that said, having a good support system does make a big deal. This is what I really, really like about this novel and what I really, really want to compliment uh, our girl Sarah on is – here we are at the top of Act 3, which, as we said, is always where, like, there's a breakup, there's miscommunication, our our girl and our guy aren't vibing, right? And yet, while Auden is regressing a little bit into her comfort zone, which, again, like, in the healing process, it's not linear, right? It's not just, like, one day you wake up and you're like, healed, I'm better, never going to have an off day again. Like, you are going to have off days. You are going to have things that trigger you. And right now, Auden is going through a very triggering experience. So it is – very understandable that she's, you know, kind of regressing and and doing certain things, maybe not the best, you know, self-care right now, right? But what I do think is very interesting is our couple is separated and both of them are still moving forward with their own growth. Mm -hmm. Like Eli went through a summer where like he got out there, he was seen as a normal person for a while and that was enough to convince him, even though he's not currently with Auden, like that is on the rocks, but he himself has still grown enough that he feels comfortable with going back out there. Auden has regressed a little bit right now because she's being triggered by the whole thing with her dad again. But so, you know, she's kind of putting certain things on pause going back into academics, but she is still suddenly sleeping through the night. And I think that's just like so condemnable to not be like, well, the second they broke up, they both fell back to pieces. And it's like, no, like you can 
have a relationship with someone and not be in a relationship with them anymore and still be good. Like you can, you can be yeah. sad for the things that you lost, but still like be like, wow, that person really showed me something. They really taught me something. They made me a better person. And I'm going to take that into my own path. And it's like, it's just the opposite, uh, the opposite. That's not a word. The opposite of like twilight new moon where like, you know what I mean? Like Bella breaks up with Edward and she just falls to effing pieces. <laughs> Like, I was like, I like that we were showing a teenage love story where the two of them are, like, kind of not together right now, but they're still, like, doing things. They're they're still growing. And as we'll see in the next chapter, like, Auden does another thing that's, like, big growth, and Eli has nothing to do with it. And I love that. Like, mm-hmm. Sarah. I, I, I feel like that's very common in a Dessen novel for the girl and the guy, because let's be honest, they break up like in every Dustin yeah. novel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she never falls apart. Yeah. Like the main character never falls apart. Like she'll be like sad and she'll be like, damn, like did I make the right decision right. or is this the right choice? But she's up. like a whole, like Macy kept hanging out with her yeah. friends. Um, I can't think of anyone else besides Macy right now. <laughs> but... <laughs> You they know, all Remy like, would still be in Remy. Mm, yeah. Like Remy you know, would still be in Remy. Yeah. But I was like, wow, I just like love that in what is quote unquote the lowest part of the novel, you still have something like Eli going mm-hmm. in. And I also just love like, I mean, I don't want to say, I think every book, this is not as everyone knows, I'm a truth about forever stand for life. And I love this lullaby. I mean, I love all of these books, obviously. And we we are absolute, you know, we are obsessed with keeping the moon. But yes, I guess you could argue sometimes that Sarah Dessen's like, you know, male protagonists might be a little bit like Manic Pixie Dream Boy in which they don't have their own shit. Which like, I don't think that's true. Like, I think like Dexter has his own shit. Wes has his own shit, whatever. But like Eli is really a character who has his own kind of separate storyline in a sense. Like we're not seeing it, right? Because we're following Auden. But you know that he's going through things and he's going through his own character growth. And I think that's very interesting. Like it could have just been like, here's this guy who comes along and she's a girl who never had a childhood and they would go on a quest and he saves her. But like that's not the story that's being told. Like he's got his own shit. She's got her own shit. And they're both like growing. And we love that. Yeah. We love that. And like, yeah. same thing with, you know, Lock and Key. Like, Nate had his own shit that he was going through. And I just like, yeah, I think it's very easy. Like, I think if people don't actually read these books to critique it and just be like, oh, it's a girl and this boy comes along and saves her. And it's like, no, like, that's not the vibe. Like, female friendship saves them like 90% yeah. of the time. Let's be honest. And like, yeah. And the guy always has his own storyline. Like, are we focused in on it as much? No, because it's not his story. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's a first person narrative. Like you're going to follow, obviously, your 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 main girl here. But, yeah, just just wanted to shout that out and how just impressed I am. Every novel when we get to this part that like Sarah just rocks it every time. <laughs> she does. She does. Yeah, that's that's one of the great things about Sarah Dustin is like her books are focused on female friendship first, in my opinion, like yeah. keeping the moon. She could have, they could have completely eliminated Norman from that story oh, yeah, and it still would have been amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. We love you, Dessen. Our friend. Our absolute our friend. best friend. We have the our friendship friend. bracelets to prove it. She's our we bestie. Do. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. But yeah, just, yeah, I love that. So they're all like, what? He's riding his bike again. 
And, you know, of course, Sansa, like, oh, you know, I don't know. And so Maggie's like, oh, did you know he was doing this? And Auden, which is truthfully, she's like, no, I did not know he was going to compete again. Like, he did not tell me that. So um, she says that, you know, aside from glimpsing him in the video, she like really hadn't seen him. Um, and she, you know, obviously kind of just like feels bad about that. And, you know, there's some, there's some stuff going on there. There's some feelings, but again, they're both still growing. They're both still, you know, making their, their way through life. Um, Mm -hmm. she says that, oh, she kind of has a little check-in later that night with Heidi about like what's going on with Heidi and her dad. Um, because obviously he's been like staying over at the condor and like who knows what's going on. And of course, Jason is still incessantly texting her. Jeez, Jason, mm-hmm. seriously. Just Jason, get yeah. out of here. And so Heidi's all <laughs> like, Oh, who's you know, who's texting you this late? And she's like, Oh, you know, my ex prom day, like it's a long story. And then Heidi has a little Eureka moment. She's like, Prom night. Obviously, that will be our back to back to school beach bash extravaganza whatever it's called um (laughs) and she's like we should do yes for the beach bash theme we should do prom so thanks i guess just jason for helping heidi have this epiphany of a great you know theme and um then that finally leads us here kind of getting to the end of oh wait hold on i almost skipped over the fact that Auden basically goes upstairs and instead of texting back just Jason, she's like, I'm going to watch my boy Eli on in his little competition here. She likes searching him on the old internets, which I like that this is called. What is her like YouTube called? Because I Oh, live. Live vid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that cracks me up. I'm like, oh, yes. Do you have a Yumi page? And are you on live vid? Um, <laughs> need to know. What's your live vid channel? I'll check you on live vid. So that's great. I love that. So yeah, she checks him out and she watches him and, you know, she's like having these feelings and stuff and ah, young love. But then we get to the juicy part of the chapter here, right? The end of the chapter where um, Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yes. Waiting. I do want to read the last little bit of that section. Oh, yes. Hit me. Um, she says, uh, it's the things you fight for and struggle with before earning that have the greatest worth. When something's difficult to come by, you'll do that much more to make sure it's even harder, if not impossible, to lose. And yes, yes. because she's kind of been living on like autopilot her whole life. Like mm-hmm. she's she's just doing what her mom wants her to do. She's just studying. She just she doesn't have any friends. She doesn't have a life. And finally, she's like, you know what? It takes effort to have these things, but I need them. Yes. Yes. We love that. Get girl. You have that third act character growth thriving. (laughs) We love it. Yeah. This next bit, uh, to quote an absolute iconic piece of cinema, 10 Things I Hate About You, a true movie of our generation, the shittest has hitteth the fan if (laughs) here in this next little bit. This is where it gets... It gets real, okay? Like, yeah, it, it, it gets, gets real here. It gets real. So she says, the next morning, after about a week of awkward phone calls, I finally went to visit my dad at the Condor. Um, I found him in his room with the shades drawn, sporting a desert island-style beard. So Rob's not doing good, right? He's he's struggling. He's there. So she, they get there, and it's kind of, you know, awkward. 
and he wants to hear about you know what's going on at home and so she's like well like don't you guys talk like haven't you talked to Heidi and he's like oh we talk but nothing ever really gets said the bottom line is we don't see eye to eye I worry we never will so dad's just ready to like throw in the towel so I didn't ask you know like what is it is it about the baby like what's you know what's going on and he said, uh, you know, so then he's like, oh, is that what she's saying? Like, he's just very much putting her in the middle. Like, he wants – it's like yeah. the same thing her mom was doing to her about, like, what's going on with your dad and Heidi? Now her dad's saying, like, what's going on at home with Heidi and the baby, you know? And he just right. is like – I don't know. He's just, like, straight up a piece of shit in this bit, which I know should not be shocking because he's been a straight up piece of shit this entire novel. <laughs> but he just, yeah. you know, he keeps, like he, – he's throwing around these accusations and – to the point where Auden's like, is that what Heidi has said to you? Because, like, he's, like, saying these things. Well. He's like, you know, I've just I, – and he's, like, playing the victim a lot, you know? Like, I just can't do right. anything right. And I apparently from the beginning, I've done everything wrong. And it's like, I don't know. He's just, like, not taking any accountability. Like, he just is putting words in Heidi's mouth or is just, like, massively playing the victim card, I feel like, in this entire exchange. I also want to say here he says – he says that Heidi hides everything, keeps it deep down, and you think everything's fine. And then one day out of nowhere, it suddenly explodes in your face. Could you be less observant right. of your right. wife? Like, Seriously. what do you mean? She Like, what do you and mean like, she hides everything? No. She, she hides nothing. her heart on her sleeve, and she's very yes. easy to read. You just don't pay any goddamn attention. Like... You were locked up Correct. in your office with your little apples rotten to the core. <laughs> You're like, you weren't paying right. attention to her. Yeah, I was like, what? Like, honestly, no. No, 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 right. no. You could not have it more wrong. Um, exactly. So, yeah, so he's just like he, – and he's like pulling that like, oh, Auden, you know, like you just don't understand, like in marriages. Like he just – he's just coming off so condescending, you know, and it's like – You've treated your daughter like she's a mini adult her whole life, but then in this instance, you're gonna act like she doesn't, she couldn't possibly understand what's going on. It's like, no, she she knows what's going on. Um, he also but, says, "But in marriage, all is subtext, Auden," and it's like, what? Go to therapy. Yeah, go to, you're like not in a good marriage. Like <laughs> it, it certainly shouldn't be. I'm not here to like act like I am the patron saint of a good marriage. I'd like to think I have a good one with my husband, but like. I'm just going to say, don't get married. If you think like that, if you think everything is subject, go to right. therapy. If you don't, don't get know married, how to communicate, like the, like the foundation of your, of your marriage needs to be communication. If you can't even get that foundational communication. And that's the thing too, with like the, oh, well, Heidi like hides all of her feelings. It's like, no, you're just self-absorbed. You're yeah. sitting in your fucking office all day. The only like emotion that matters is your own. Like when he finished the book and Heidi was like, I just got the baby to sleep or whatever. And he's like, it doesn't matter. We're loud. We're yelling. Like it's, yeah. Could you be any more selfish? Yeah. That's, that's pretty much his MO. Um, so then, yeah, I like, okay, this part, the end of 301 into 302, just goddamn so good. Um, so, you know, Anna's basically saying, you know, uh, you know, Heidi loves you. And he's like, and I her, he said, but sometimes love isn't enough. Um, the weird thing was that what bothered me most about him saying this was that it was such a lame throwaway line. He was a great writer. I know I knew he could do better. And it's like, oh, that's so good. And so true. Like, he's just this whole thing is just like, 
I feel like he's saying the things that you're like supposed to say when your marriage is falling apart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, we love each other, but just sometimes love isn't enough or like, like everything is just so cliche and whatever. And I love that she throws back the one thing that she knows that her dad is like proudest of, which is his writing. And she's like, come on, my dude, like you're a better writer than that. Like you can do better than that. And I just think that's such a good, like, Oh, that those two sentences is just absolutely fantastic. Like again, kudos it to Miss Stetson. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal work. <laughs> I also wrote, Jesus Christ, give me a break here. Because <laughs> he's like, I certainly don't want to make anything worse. It's possible they'd be better off without me, even probable. Yeah. Sometimes he, love isn't enough. It's he, like, okay, he's buddy. Just so like, let me get out my tiny violin for you, my dude. Like he's just so playing yeah. victim. And I cannot I cannot stand when it is pretty much again there's no in any kind of marriage as we've discussed with you know Joe and Sophie like there is no right and wrong there's two sides to every story but I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that like 90% of this was Rob's fault okay yeah (laughs) I'd say like 10% Heidi 90% my my man Robert West okay and by my man I mean not at all, my man. I would like to not associate myself with him at all. <laughs> also, speaking of Joe and Sophie, their people have scrubbed that story from the internet. We don't hear about that at all I anymore. Um, but I did see that Joe like canceled the divorce proceedings or something. Weird. And yeah, so I don't know if that means they're getting back together, if that means he's letting Sophie take it over to the UK. I'm not sure. Letting Sophie, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> We'll have to not giving her more closely. Yeah. We'll have to see if any updates come about or if Sophie's like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough with the media thing. Yeah. Which, you know what? Fair, girl. Fair. Hmm. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Ugh. Robert. God. Freaking this guy. Um. So, yeah. So, she's all like, you know, I've got to get to work because at this point she is D-O-N-E with her father, which same girl. Um, Mm -hmm. so she says, you know, she walks out and as she's like going to hit the elevator button, um, she literally like pounds her fist into it. And she says, I realized as it finally lit up and fast that I was furious. No heart pounding. Can't even think straight. Pissed off. When I got inside the elevator, the doors closed, mirroring my reflection back at me. This time I looked at myself full on and I'm like, yes, girl, like you have every right. Like you never let yourself in the grieving process of your parents' marriage, like actually process it you never let yourself get angry you never let yourself so I was like you punch the elevator button on him like you deserve this like you deserve to be angry and your dad is infuriating and yeah like this is part of the healing process is is doing this so I'm proud of her Mm -hmm. for getting pissed off um but yeah she says it was the strangest thing to be suddenly infuriated like something he'd said or done had uncapped a valve within me long sealed and suddenly something was shooting out gushing like a geyser um, so yeah, she's leaving and she says that, um, you know, like what she just witnessed, it wasn't noble to step away. Cause again, he keeps acting like what he's doing is, is for the best, which like, probably you're right. Like Heidi and Isby like, will be better off without you, but don't act like you, but if you quitting is like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, he's acting like he's martyring himself and he's yes. not, you know? And, like, if you just put in any sort of effort, if you had any sort of, like, care and compassion for your daughter and your wife, they wouldn't be better off without you. Like, the fact that they're better off without you is 100% 
your decision. Mm. Like, because he's not like abusive. He's not like violent. He simply doesn't care about them. Yeah. He's just negligent. Yeah. Like he just isn't around and doesn't care. And it's like, but that is something that you can fix. Like he keeps acting like this marriage is, there's no way you could fix it. And it's like, yeah, just like all Heidi is asking is for you to give a crap about them. Mm -hmm. That's all she wants. Like that's a very easy thing to fix. Right. And from uh, Hoyden. (laughs) You old Hoyden. (laughs) From Auden's perspective, too, it's like she thinks he's just given up not only on his wife, but his daughter. Yeah. Which is like a direct correlation to him giving up on her. And, you know, she doesn't really know what went on with her parents' uh, divorce, as we'll see in the next chapter. Um. But she's like, does is he just fucking lazy? Does he really just not care about anybody but himself? And that's going to be a hard thing to think about when it comes to your father. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. My father cares about all of us more than himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, same, to be honest. Same. Um, yeah. Jeez. This guy. Um, but yeah, so she says here, you know, because if you were the problem, chances were you could also be the solution. Ding, 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 yes. ding. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, the only f- way to find out was to take another shot. So I think Auden's kind of having this epiphany of like, oh, you know, she was worried about being like her mom all summer. And I think she's like, oh, shit. Like, am I like my dad? Like the second things got hard, I like gave up. I quit. I didn't do it, you know. And so she rushes on over to Clementine's. She sees Maggie and she asks her for a favor. And Maggie's like, yeah, what is it? And so she says, you know, when I told her, I expected her to be confused or maybe laugh at me. But she did neither. She just considered it for a moment and then nodded. Yeah, she said, I can do that. And we're all like, what is it? We all know. We all know what it is. (laughs) We all know. Also, I love that she called her father or the interaction with her father a performance because Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yes, it is very performative. Yeah. But she is going to her gal. She is like, I need healing. I need to continue on with my like healing and journey. And I need my girl Maggie there. And we love that. We do love that. I do. Again, I'm going to go and say I love, obviously, Eli and Auden's quest. I love that it was beneficial to both of them. But I do love that, of course, this entire book is leading, obviously, to Auden inevitably learning how to ride a bike. And I love that she goes to Maggie for that. Like, that pleases me. Chef's kiss so much. Yes. Yeah. Girl friendship, girl power, platonic relationships are important. We started it all off before, but I want to say it again. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. So, yeah, that's yes. where we start chapter 15 is here we go. We are at, like, the bike park i don't know what do they call it the bike area and um maggie is teaching her how to ride a bike the bike area (laughs) the old bike area (laughs) hey guys uh maybe at the bike area jump park the jump park thank you i was like the bike park that didn't sound right but i was like the bike area (laughs) i don't know the bike zone the bike zone (laughs) way to the bike zone all right i'm in it (laughs) Loggins, baby. Okay. Well, yeah, here we are on the bike area. Just Jason in the bike area. Those are two. Take it all the way to the bank. Those are two two terms we're coining here on Hate Spinner Bank. Um, the jump park. And she is attempting 
keyword is attempting to teach Auden how to ride a bike because, you know, it is hard to do. And she kind of says, like, this is one of the reasons why you learn when you're younger. And Auden's like, oh, because you're, like, less self-conscious. And she's like, no, you just don't have as far to fall. <laughs> like, when you're a little kid, you know. Also, like, kids heal a lot easier, you know. When you're – the older you get, the more, like, a scraped knee takes to heal. So, yeah. <sighs> but, yeah, she decides that she needs to call in reinforcements. And – Auden's like no 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 please don't like Esther's gonna laugh at me Leah's gonna laugh at me like please don't I think she's also maybe worried that like Eli might be called and she's like eh, we're not on the best of terms and Maggie says you know that there's someone that there's no way like you could be embarrassed in front of she was like um you literally cannot make an ass of yourself in front of it's guaranteed <laughs> which <laughs> love that it is because <laughs> uh, who is it it's Adam <laughs> yep which, oh my god, Adam is, like, honestly such a little sweetie, though. Like, I do love Adam. And he shows up, and he's like, this is a 911. And he's like, I was terrible. Like, I was worried that something bad had happened. And she's like, well, Adam can't ride a bike. And he's like, wow, okay, like, that is pretty serious. And so then he's kind of, like, throwing shade at Maggie. And he's like, okay, like, what have you, what method have you been going with? And Maggie's like, um method (laughs) and i just love okay all the little bike shop boys except for you jake screw you are honestly such little sweeties all of them like just want people to love riding bikes and like want to teach people you know some men just want to watch the world learn and i think that that is everyone eli adam like all of them like he's just like all right well you know like have you put your hand on back of your seat have you done this have you done that and he's basically just like auden Hop on, hop on the handlebars. Like, I'm going to show you why riding a bike is awesome, why you're going to love it, and we're going to get you there. And, God, like, Adam is a hot mess express, but he is such a little sweetie. And He's such a sweetie. We love him. We love Way him. To Way to go. Yeah, she. he's like, all right, Auden, get on the handlebars. And she's like, what? Which... Also, I would also be like, what? Yeah. Like, how is that safe? I think that's dangerous, first of all. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's no way that that's not dangerous. Right. Especially because then he's like, and you can take your hands off the handlebars whenever you want. It's like, don't do that. Don't do that, actually. Don't do that. (laughs) You're going to fall. You're going to get run over by the bike. It's going to be hectic. This ends. I'm like, are they wearing helmets? I'm I'm concerned. (laughs) I know. I was like, there better be helmets on these kids. I swear to God. I swear. It doesn't sound crazy. Um, I'm like, this is really the first step is getting on the handlebars. Also, I don't know. I I like the method of you hold the back of the seat while they're riding. I feel more confident in that. Right. <laughs> but he's like, I need you to know how it feels to ride a bike. I need you to like want to learn how to ride a bike, which is why he's like, so I'm going to show you the joy that comes with riding a bike really fast. And you know what? This kind of sold me too. I was reading this and I was like, should I get a bike? Um. <laughs> I know these these pages like are so descriptive and when she's all like it feels like flying I'm like man I haven't ridden a bike in a long time riding bikes is fun <laughs> yeah I was like I should get a bike with a little basket I can like ride my little yes. bike down to Starbucks and like hang out like how cute would that be that would be so cute I love that. yeah I love that nice. idea that is very nice actually wait man are we about to become bike girls <laughs> <laughs> Are we about to buy bikes? <laughs> bikes. Bikes are expensive, but can I they afford are. a bike and going to Sweden in the same year? Hmm, no. I don't know about that. Dang. No. No, probably not. Ding dang it. Ding dang it. 
there goes my dreams of being a bike girl. You know what? 2024 is the year of the Swifty, which was also 2023, but you can have multiple years of that. 2025, hashtag bike girl. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for you, 2025. We're going to ride bikes. Ride bikes. I'm going to be 33 years old. It's going to be a risk. Yes. But we'll see. But we, I might <laughs> severely injure myself, but we'll see. It could be, yeah, but just thinking about like driving down the little like tree-lined roads of Savannah, going down to my little local coffee yeah. shop. Like how cute, how cool would I be? I'd be the coolest. <laughs> By the way, y'all, we went to a cute little coffee shop in Savannah, and it was adorable, and everything was delicious, but there were some rude-ass fucking employees at that place. <gasps> oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. And I have been I was there like, before, Whoa. and I've never, like, I've always had, like, really nice interactions with people, and so when we walk in, I'm all like, here I am, showing my glam, a little coffee shop, and then this lady was, like, a uber bitch, and I was like, I'm so uber sorry, bitch. I don't want to associate with these people. <laughs> Out of nowhere. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, and listen, here's my thing too. I've worked in customer facing jobs for my entire adult life. I still work in a customer facing job. And it's it's not the customer's fault. If you're in a bad mood, it's like, it might be, if it is the customer's fault, you know, by all means. But right. <laughs> like, leave your negative feelings about other guests and your day like behind you when you walk up to a guest and greet them like you what like if you are fighting with your manager which story of my life if you're fighting with your manager and then you get sat at a table you're not gonna walk up to that table with the I just fought with my manager energy you're gonna Mm -hmm. walk up to that table with like this can turn my day around you know and so I get like so frustrated when customer service people are just immediately fucking rude because yeah. it's like, I get it. The job is hard yeah. and I want to be able to sympathize, but, and I do sympathize, but at the same time, it's like, I was opening my mouth to compliment this woman. Right. And she immediately <laughs> hit me down. She shut it with down. like aggression. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to compliment you. I guess I'm just going to go fuck myself. I also, and this probably stems from always wanting to be a good little girl. I now, even in my adulthood, like just have this need to always be good and do what's right and follow directions and whatever. And so my biggest fear in life is being in trouble, whatever that means, you know, <laughs> but like, like, not, like, but like, and any like thing, like I seriously, guys, I don't think you understand the anxiety I get when I go to a quick service restaurant where, you know, like they bring the food to you, but it's on a real plate. And I'm like, do I leave my plate? Is there a place? I'm like searching mm-hmm. the entire restaurant. I'm like, where is the little bucket where I put my plate up? Cause mm-hmm. I don't want to do the wrong thing. Like that is genuine anxiety that I, I get going out to restaurants for the first time if it's, you know, you have to clean up after yourself sort of a place. So this lady yeah. just instantly triggered that for me because she made me feel like we were like doing something wrong. And I was like, I'm yes, this good little girl every day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, we messed up. We messed up in, in coffee shop etiquette. Apparently, I'm so sorry. I know. I was like, oh, my God. And then I'm like reflecting, like, am I being a fucking bitch? But it's like I was literally just watching her pour, pour milk. Yeah. And was cool. I was fascinated by it because baristas who can pour milk like that and make little designs that's fucking cool i would love to know how to do that but instead yeah she was all like there we were just waiting for a coffee order which i again i have been to this coffee shop before they're always just like hey i will call your name pickups over there like it's like any coffee shop you've ever been to in the world you order in one place you pick up on the other end of the counter so we're chilling over by like i went to go get some like napkins and stuff because i knew we're getting like food with our coffee and we're just like chilling over there which i have done 
every time I've ever gone to this coffee shop. And my plan is just kind of like staring. And we were like literally just being like, wow, like braces are so cool. Like I love that they can like make these cool little designs and coffee. Like I could never. And so she like looks over at Michael Ann like so rudely and is like, can I help you with something? And which again, like, no. she's probably having like a bad day. Even worse, she said, do you need, need something? something? Yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't even like, can it wasn't even like customer service kind of help. It was like, do you need something? Like in the snot, when I say in the snottiest tone, I mean the snottiest tone. And I can, like, we were standing there minding our own damn business. Like I cannot stress that enough. And Mike Lynn was like, oh no, like. I was just watching how you like pour, you know, like I just was like zoning out watching you pour this milk. I just like think it looks really cool. Or like, I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was something to that extent. And she was like, well, you can just go wait in the lobby. Okay. Like Michael and I just complimented yes. her and she denied it so quickly. And so we walked over and I was, she was wearing these cool like Beetlejuice earrings. And when I was like going to pick up my coffee, I was going to compliment her on them. And then I was like, fuck that. She doesn't deserve her a compliment on her earrings. She was just really mean to us for like no good reason. I know. I barely said anything when she was like, do you need something? I was like, oh no, I was just watching. And she's like, well, wait in the lobby. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And then I went to go pick up my coffee when it was done. And she goes, enjoy. And I was like, (laughs) Yeah, like, clearly she was having some kind of bad day. And I sympathize. Clearly. We are people that work in customer-facing positions that have had bad days. Like, we've been crying in the, you know, walk-in. And then you have to go greet a table. But, like, that's the thing. Like, if you choose the life to work in customer-facing positions, like, you can't take it out on – because there are times where the customer is the issue, right? Like, they were addicting you. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to walk over this table and cry. But there are other times where it's, like, outside factors. Like, you're fighting with your manager. You just had something bad happen to you at home. But, like, you have to turn that off because, like, that customer has their own issues. Like, they're you don't know what's going on in their life. And, like, meanness does not – is not going to help anyone. You know what I mean? So I was just like, right. okay, like, clearly she's going through it today. But, like, we did not a damn thing wrong and, like, just got <laughs> snapped at for no reason. Um, right. This is – sorry. This is a really long side tangent about this coffee shop lady. But – yeah. We're just really passionate about customer service <laughs> yeah. and being nice to people. Basically, I just don't yeah. know. I just like, don't know. Just be yeah, nicer. I was like, I really thought, I was like, are we in trouble? Should we not have been standing yes. there? That's where I always stand away from my coffee. I don't know. <laughs> like we technically were in the lobby. lobby. Yeah. Like we technically were. We were just close to the barista. Yeah. And she's like, wait in the lobby. I'm like, oh okay. my God. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It was very I intense. hope you have some coffee yeah. and maybe a Snickers. She she needed something. Yeah, maybe she was hangry. I don't know. But I was like, girlfriend. Like, I get it. Sunday mm-hmm. mornings working at a coffee shop has got to be hellacious. Like Oh, for sure. But whew, I don't I don't know. I'm like, we were like I'm like, we are the people who are like, I'm like, I'm always sipping 20%, no matter how rude my people are. I'm like, when yes. like I'm not I'm like, we are not the people to take it out on, girl. Like, we are we are here to support you. <laughs> right. And then you just I know. You tore us down. But yeah, it was crazy. But anyway, place, but <laughs> a very weird interaction. Just it was nice delicious. And okay. it was it was beautiful. It was attached to a bookstore, which is yeah. you know, ten I out of ten. Love that. The bookstore lady didn't really give me great vibes either. <laughs> but she was like hardcore judging me because yeah. I said in the eighth grade, I didn't like the four hour long BBC Pride and Prejudice. And she's like, 
you didn't like it? And I'm like, I was a child. She literally was like, I consider it to be the best adaptation of all time. <laughs> like, basically, she, like, got on her soapbox yes. about it. And we're like, my bad. I was like, I, yeah, it's a classic. I like it now. <laughs> like, I didn't know how Yeah, I was like, I'm like, as an adult, I can appreciate it. But when I was 12, I was like, shut this shit off. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm sorry, lady. As we walked out of the bookstore, we said this to each other. But just so everyone knows, the stance here at Hey Spinner Bait, the 2005 Karen Knightley version is the best. Sorry. I, I said best. what yeah. I said. Okay. And that might be controversial. That might be the new Thanksgiving dinner. I don't care. I will stand by it. Come yeah. at me. The Karen Knightley version is the best. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> it is. Like, the tone is more upbeat. Well, just like, like the BBC one is like, dull it's dull like they it's you know in the Keira Knightley version there's like drama and the meat the score the the score score. the score the longing looks that hand clench the hand clench alone alone dessert I'm sorry did any other no no everyone else go home like the the meeting and the, and the rain like the the 2005 just has so much drama and i live for it mm, the so casting good. also in the 2005 version is like chef's kiss absolutely impeccable lydia absolutely impeccable the strange sister who who doesn't talk uh kitty i think right i think that's her or mary no i think kitty lydia and kitty were are the two like obnoxious obnoxious ones, ones. i think it's mary who doesn't talk yeah she's like always her playing the piano forte (laughs) which i love by the way there's like a scene where they all sit on the couch in um the guy's house bigly yeah and the it's like kitty lydia mom and then mary and mary's like in all dark clothes and all the girls are like ah and she's just like staring like (laughs) wide-eyed like that is my soul sister (laughs) but anyway we are so off topic right now we are God, we've been we so good since we switched to Destin Days about staying on topic, everyone. I'm sorry. You got a little bit of chaos in your Destin Day. For all of you who enjoy the chaos, I hope you enjoyed an extra dose. Go watch the 2005 yes. Pride and Prejudice. You're welcome, everyone. It'll make your day. Yeah. They're taking it off Netflix soon, so <gasps> get in and we'll get on it. Get on it. I own literally two different copies of it on DVD. <laughs> It's fine. So if I'll mail you one of my copies. If it leaves Netflix and you need to watch it, y'all just contact me. Okay. But back to the bikes. <laughs> Jesus. Ooh, okay. It's baby. Okay. What we do best. Um, so then for the next week, her and Maggie. Oh, wait. So there, she's on the handlebar. She's living life. She's like, you know what? This is actually kind of amazing. They fly by the bike shop and she sees Eli in there. And... She says she doesn't know if he saw her, but regardless, for one instant, I decided to let go for real and held up my hands anyway. Look at her. Look at her. She's doing it. She's doing it. I love it. Um, so then for the next week, her and Maggie practiced almost every morning. It was a ritual. She'd pick up two coffees at Beach Beans, meet her at the jump park clearing, the bike area clearing. And hashtag bike area clearing. Yeah, they 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 practice. They do a couple different methods that Adam suggested, and she is getting better. She's getting better. 
She says, more and more lately, I'd been realizing that my life had again shifted, almost reversing itself. She, This is where she really talks about how she stays at home at night, studying and sleeping, and she's out in the early mornings and afternoons like a normal person. Um, but she's still got some way to go because she spends a lot of her time alone still. She's still sad. Yeah. She's not hanging out with her friends except for Maggie in the morning. Maggie in the morning. Maggie in the morning. And... Man, she should she should join Owen and Annabelle and get a radio show. She can be, hey guys, welcome to Maggie in the morning. <laughs> welcome back to Maggie in the morning. I'm Maggie. I'm Maggie. We're talking clothes and bikes because did you know women can be multifaceted? All right, let's do it. <laughs> this is a BMX podcast, but. Yeah, so she's also saying that she avoids her text messages from Jason, which apparently he's still blowing her up, which, like, get over yourself, Jason. She hasn't Um, responded. Please stop texting. Please stop texting. Um, She's also not talking to her parents. So she's saying, like... um, she just she's like, I knew it was childish for and for some reason it actually made it okay to me. Like it was just it was another part of my unfinished quest, making up for lost time. Um, but she says, really though, some part of me was worried that if I did speak to either of them, even for a moment, whatever I'd barely trapped in tapped into that day, leaving the condor would spill out like a big wave engulfing us all. And it's like, do you ever think that maybe you should let that out? Like mm-hmm. You know, maybe you should be like, hey, your divorce fucked me up and you're not you have never acknowledged that at all. And like you continue to treat me like an adult and it's fucking with my head. Um, But then she called Hollis and Hollis is a is a professional guy now. Yeah, He works in a bank and he's doing so good. He's doing so good. He's 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 like, turns out I'm really good at customer relations. And I'm like, of course you are. Yeah. Of course you are. That tracks. Little that cutie. tracks for him. One hundred percent. You know, she doesn't tell him about Heidi and Dad because she says, you know, this is. She feels like it's her dad. You know, leaving her to do the dirty work, and so she's like, "Oh, everything's all right. How's mom?" And he says, "Apparently, I have disappointed her beyond belief by turning <laughs> my back on my independent spirit and joining the Borg." Bo- I can never say this word ever. I can read I it can't in my head and I cannot pronounce it out loud. I have tried right? many times. And by the by the way, isn't Auden, aren't Auden's parents the... Oh my God. Now I don't know how to pronounce it. Now I'm like in my head. <laughs> I like that this happens at least like once every few weeks on this show. The two of us just cannot pronounce words. <laughs> I, it's like you get really like overwhelmed because you're like, wait, I'm under pressure. Okay. Yeah. Bourgeoisie. Bourgeoisie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like way go. off. Bourgeoisie. Which also they are. His mom is 100% that. Yes. So yes. She's mad at him for like turning into her. Is that her issue? I don't know. I want you to know that my husband is sitting in here with me gaming and he just texted me the pronunciation. <laughs> He's like, bitch. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> You're the real MVP. Also, birds oh. aren't real. Andrew, birds aren't real. All right. That's uh, yeah. Birds aren't real. Special one for him. All right. Um, yeah. So it, <laughs> that's so funny. 
Yeah, I, I just, ugh, these parents, I swear. Um, he says that apparently that, you know, so she's mad at him and she misses you and she's still dealing with the, the graduate student, which I like that he says by name. He's like, you know, she's still having a trauma with Finn and Auden doesn't know his name. So she's like, Finn? And he's like, the graduate student, car sleeper. <laughs> I just love how that's what he's described, the car sleeper, which fair, honestly. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, well, I'm certain that, you know, she doesn't miss me. And he's like, oh, no, like, I really think she does. And he's like, you know, if you you give it a, a you have a chance, give her a call. All right. And she's like, OK. Um, but yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, I do think she genuinely misses Auden because she liked that was like her little puppet. Like she liked having control over her. Yeah. And she's upset because this summer she's going off and, like, making her own opinions and having her own thoughts and feelings about the world. And, yeah, I I mean, I think at the end of the day their mom is just really lonely and which is why yeah. she likes feeling important and she likes stringing along these little grad students and why she likes trying to control Auden. But that's not a fair way to deal with your loneliness. Like, you need to work yeah. on yourself there, sister. It feels like she wants – Hollis to always be independent and free spirit so that he's always connected to her financially Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. feels like he she wants Auden to be her mini me because she's like I cannot get left again like I cannot be abandoned again you know I think the divorce like screwed her up more than she wants to admit yeah yeah, everyone in this family is not doing the best at dealing with this divorce. They all have some trauma to unpack. And I think Collis has really found himself and has is, is yes. worked through it. Um, and I think Auden's on her way. But she still has some work yes. to do. And mom and dad have a whole hell of a lot <laughs> to unpack before they yeah. can start having healthy relationships again, I think. 100%. Um. So then they hang up and then she's like, you know, it's, it's, she's like, I considered calling my mom, but I was, no, I was all set. Um, she says, Heidi has thrown herself full throttle into planning the beach bash. Um, Auden keeps kind of going around her same thing, reading another chapter, another set of study questions, going to sleep, blah, blah, blah. And she's saying that she Basically can't think of anything else now except for Eli. Um, She says she's seen him a handful of times in passing. Um, She says it was easy to tell myself that we were only not talking because we were so busy with other things. Um, But obviously she knows that's not true. She knows like she did this. She caused this rift and she's like kind of processing that. She says that at the time her quest seemed like a silly little game. Um, But now she's understanding it's more than that. Um, She's saying Eli really helped her return to her past to heal her like inner child, if you will, even though she's still a child. But you know what I mean? Um, She she's saying that she wishes that she could show Eli that like, look, I can ride a bike now. I'm riding a bike now. Right. Yeah, then she's saying, you know, in the morning she practiced her writing, and at night she sat in front of her laptop searching for clips on live vid <laughs> of him in one competition after another. She says, after, uh, watching him move across the screen so quick and sure, it hardly seemed like they could be related. My fledging efforts in his complete skill and mastery, but at their core, they were the same thing. Each was about propelling yourself forward into whatever lies ahead, one turn of the wheel at a time. 
Yes. I'm so proud of both my babies for doing that. They're having a summer of healing from their trauma and just moving forward. And I wish both of them the best. I wish that they could. I think it is unfortunate. You know, basically she's saying like he's one of the people that really helped her on her journey of self-discovery. And now that she has discovered herself, it's like, of course she would want to share that with him. Like, look, look, I can do these things that we talked about. Look, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm learning. I'm healing. And of course, it's like the one person that she can't share with right now, which sucks. But obviously, this is a Dustin novel, so chances are <laughs> she's going to be able to share it with him at some point. Okay. Yay. Chances are they're going to make up. <laughs> I have a feeling. Have, have a pretty good authority. And then this is where we get our girls back. So downstairs, she hears giggling. She hears squealing. You know, typical like women together having fun noises. Yeah. And she peeks out and she sees Heidi, a blonde Heidi's age, and a brunette Heidi's yes. age. Our queens. They're back, baby. They're back. Isabel and Morgan, they're back. Um, they're still themselves, and I love that. Yes. Um, I love how Morgan's like, it's so nice to finally meet you. Heidi just raves about you. Raves. And it's Which, like, that's like, so Morgan. Yes, she would. Oh, um, the Clementine girls are also here, and basically mm-hmm. what they're doing is making favors for the Beach Bash, 300 of them. Yes. Um. Auden is still feeling like a little strange. Um, so she's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not, they like invite her down. They're like, help us. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, I'm just going to go back upstairs for a little while because she's still feeling a little bit crazy. She's still feeling a little bit weird, but she goes upstairs and she decides, you know what? I'm going to listen to my, ma- oh, Heidi says, Heidi's like, we tried to call you, but your mailbox is full. So when she goes back upstairs, she's like, oh, I should probably listen to my voicemails. Can we also They're talk based- about like uh, how, when has that been? <laughs> like this, that hasn't been an issue since like 2010. Like, No, that's I was like, still a oh, thing. Messages being full. Like who, but who is leaving that many voicemails now? You know, cause like you just like, you'll shoot someone a text. Right. Like, yeah. It happens, though. Yeah, I mean, it does happen. But I'm like, I never have. Like, back in the day, I really did have to go through and, like, delete my voicemails because people would leave voicemails. Like, they would call me to try to get in touch with me and leave voicemails. But now, if you, like, if a friend calls me and they can't get in touch with me or, like, my parents call me and can't get in touch with me, they text me and be like, hey, call me when you can, (laughs) you know? Right, right. It's, like, funny to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, remember when we had to, like, I'm sure, like, business people, that's still an issue because they have, like, that kind of stuff. But, like, I only use my cell phone for, like, personal use. And so it's just, like, text messages. So I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But all the messages are from her mom and dad. They're, like, (laughs) they're trying to ask her to hang out, basically. Uh, You know, her mom's a little colder than her dad. Her dad's, like, um, maybe you're just not answering your phone anymore. Like, do you want to get dinner? And... Hang out with me. I'm lonely. Then finally it says, Oh, Auden, you're you are clearly avoiding me. There is a sigh as familiar to me as my own face. And then she said, I suppose this is what I deserve. As always, I seem to be especially adept at alienating the few people I actually want to talk to. So her mom is also kind of coming to some character growth here where she's like, Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think Antihero sums up. That's a good song for Auden's mom, truly. <laughs> I think so, too. Very, very um, appropriate for her. 
she so then Auden's like, you know what? She thought about her mom sitting at the kitchen table alone, basically. Hollis is off at work. She's thinking that Auden is like a completely different person now. So she's like, you know what? I'm gonna call her. I like that her thinking about Heidi and Thisbe also is kind of like what inspires her because she was like, oh, like I'm really feeling for Heidi when she's going through with Thisbe. And like, let's face it, her mom had to do the same thing because we know her dad wasn't helping raise these babies. So like she was like, oh, you know, she's thinking about Heidi and how she's like walking around with a crying Thisbe and whatever. And she's like, my mom did that for me. Like, do they have the best relationship? No. Does her mom need a lot of work? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I think she realizes like, oh, like she's had this epiphany from watching Heidi with Thisbe to be like, you know what? Like, I wouldn't be here without my mom. Like, she did a lot for me. The least I can do is give her a phone call when she's like clearly struggling and and lonely. Right. Right. Exactly. I love that. Um, The the phone call goes pretty well, um, considering. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You know, um, Auden's like, can I ask you something? And she's like, yeah, of course. And she's like, when you and dad decided to split up, split up, did you like try to work on it at all? Because again, Auden's still fixated on like dad just gave up. And she's like, did dad just give up on on me too, essentially? And she's like, we tried to stay together. The divorce was not a decision we made lightly. And she's like, I don't know, like, never mind. And she's like, no, it's all right. Like, why are you thinking about this? And this is when she says dad and Heidi are having problems. And Auden's mom does not like laugh or giggle or say like I told you so. Like she's like, no, I'm I'm sorry to hear this. I don't like when marriages fall apart. Like this is not, you know, especially when a child is involved. Like I think that Auden's mom is like, I did this already and it fucking sucked. So I definitely and this is when her worst enemy, you know, right. Um, so Auden starts just like sobbing. And she's like, I guess I just wish that I'd done some things differently, like in life, basically. And, you know, her mom's like, oh, don't we all? And this is kind of their relationship. Like, they're not going to get any deeper into this. They're kind of talking in, like, ambiguities and, you know, but they're still – but for them, that is something huge. And so they are kind of crossing, like, a huge um, rift here, I'd say. And – So then she's like, okay, I should go. My friends are downstairs. And her mom's like, okay, but call me tomorrow. And we're kind of seeing her mom like get a little nicer, a little bit more empathetic, which I like. She's still her mom. So yeah, it's not not perfect, but it's it's better. I'm glad again. They're they're both people, two people that are clearly hurting. And yeah, you know what they say, hurt people, hurt people. I'm glad that they're trying not to just like that lady at the coffee shop like if you're going Mm -hmm. through a bad day like you don't need to take it out on somebody else like that's not going to help you feel any better so you know Auden going through it her mom going through it them taking it out on each other it's not going to help anyone so might as well be a little bit less hurt in the world try to be kind to each other so exactly baby steps but they're making them we appreciate it we see you they are so then she finally goes back downstairs. Heidi can tell she's been crying, but she doesn't really say anything. Um, they are talking about high school. Morgan is like, um, 
Morgan's like, prom was so great. And Isabel's like, no, which okay, is very similar. This is the most we have said it before, and I'll say it again. I am Morgan and Michael Ann is Isabel. But like the way that the dude, like Morgan's like, I loved my prom. And like, I da, da, da. and Isabel's like, fuck that. And I'm like, this is the most. <laughs> like, yep, Surprisingly, I loved prom. I went prom? to four of them. That makes yes. me happy. I'm happy I to like to that. dance. Yes, I, love I loved prom. I, well, I um, love a dance and actually really did like both my junior and senior prom, but the dance part is not really like the bit that I love the most. It's more the before and the after bits that I love. But the dancing, like I yeah. didn't have like a bad time the dancing part. I just like, I'm the person, Halloween growing up, I loved the idea of Halloween. I loved dressing up. I loved you know, becoming a character or whatever, but asked me to go trick or treating. And I was like, fuck that. Don't like that part. I just want to wear this costume and take pictures. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how I, I feel about dances. Like I enjoyed the dance part. Don't get me wrong. I have very good memories of the dance part, but it was like getting ready with my friends before and like the going to like the Denny's afterwards or like for prom, the after parties afterwards was like way more what I remember and cherish than the actual dance itself, I guess. Yeah. I just got lost in memories. Yes. <laughs> I, it it was, I loved prom, but I do still think we are very Isabel and Morgan. Yes. Um, I just surprisingly like to dance in a large crowd. Yeah. You know what? We respect that. It's fun getting dressed up and like, again, clearly it we is. are two girls who like prime prejudice. Like going to a high school dance is the closest you get to going to a ball. So like clearly I'm into yeah. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, exactly. It's a exactly. modern day ball and I'm here for it. It's cool. Also, that's why I was so, that's why I like pushed through all of the annoying wedding stuff and just had a wedding because I was like, this is a giant party that I get to throw yeah. and we all get to dress up and dance. Yes. We get to yes. wear fancy dresses and get like, and dance. Yeah. Honestly, like why we should have balls more often. I'm not yes. about like, you know, class and stuff, like all that bullshit aside. But like, why aren't balls a thing that are thrown? God, I love an excuse to get dressed up and go like dancing with my friends. Let's make it happen. I know, people. me too. We're making it a thing. Seriously. Should we throw a prom? We're throwing a prom. We're doing it. Hey, it's been a great yeah. prom. Y'all are invited. <laughs> it That would be so fun if we actually got to a point where we were really popular and yes. could do live live shows we could do like a live we prom. Do a prom that would be so and fun be really fun everyone so tell, tell your, friends your friends about us and this is what we could get to a prom this is our goal 2025 yes. hashtag bike girls and also hate spinnerbait prom let's make it happen people hate spinnerbait prom it's gonna happen we're doing it dr pepper sponsor us but yeah there's just so it's just so nice to like have Morgan and Isabel yeah. and like chick nights like they're having a chick night and it's just so nice to have and I love that it's like two generations like Heidi mm -hmm. and Isabel and Morgan you know obviously a few years older and now like Maggie and Esther and Lee are kind of the new generation and Auden like I just love like you know all these girls gathering we love multi-generational girlhood yes and they're like you know complaining mm -hmm. about making the favors but let's say so they're having a really great time and mm -hmm. So then they asked Auden, you know, is she like team prom or team no prom? And she's like, prom hate. I got stood up. And of course, Morgan, our girl, she's like, you what? That's terrible. And, you know, she's I talking know. about like her, like, you know, their lost lesser, which obviously we know some of Morgan's stuff with that. Um, and says, you know, and, and Leah's like, oh, yeah, and get this. Like, you know, now he's in town and he, she, he won't stop texting her. And so then Morgan, 
Morgan. See, she's got she's Isabel has rubbed off on her a little bit, you know. And she's like, you know what you should do? You should ask him to the beach bash and then stand him up. And then Isabel goes, Morgan, listen to you going all vigilante. And I was like, Morgan's on her vigilante shit. We love it. We love it. We love it. I'm so happy. So happy. And so then Heidi says, you know, I think that you should find someone you really want to go with and do it right. That's my opinion. Hmm. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you know, I don't know. I think it's a little bit you know, too late for that. And um, so then, you know, of course, Leah is all like, oh, it's Lady Night Tally Ho. And she knows now to be like, no, no, no to Tally Ho. And Maggie's like, that's my girl. And, you know, everyone laughed. And they're Aww. just like. You know, she says, shifted, jumping into another topic. It was fast and furious, the talking, the emotion, the back and forth and forth and back. I realized that if I tried to focus on it too much, I got overwhelmed. So I just decided to relax into it, bumpy and crazy as it might be, and try for once to just to go along for the ride. Oh, we did it. We've hit the <laughs> So our girl <laughs> Auden here on page 323, she gets the title drop of the novel. Um, and I love that it is in reference to – like girl friendship like going along for the ride is just her being like wow like it can be daunting hanging out with this group of girlfriends but like it's this beautiful wonderful thing and i'm just gonna go along with it and Mm -hmm. god if that doesn't sum up women and female friendships i don't know what Mm. does this is just like truly our year like i just feel so great like i mean (laughs) There's a lot of shit going on, okay. Yes. But <laughs> to when be it clear. comes to, <laughs> to be clear, it's not really always great to be a woman, but we're like finding community with each other a lot. And that's like what Dustin's books are all about is like finding your female community. And I just like I just love it so much. I love it. And again, it, it, I always am so happy to see little peaks of old characters and it's nice to be like oh mm-hmm. look Wes and Macy are still together that's nice but what makes my heart the happiest is seeing like wow all these years later like you know Morgan and Isabel are still hanging out like that's great because again there are friends that I have had you know all the way back 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 in the day and again literally one of my friends that I have known since I was a wee child just coming to stay at my place tonight on her way back back up to where she lives in North Carolina um she was all like oh i like got a hotel room it's like no biggie and i was like why the fuck would you stay there when you can stay with me for free like please come stay in my guest room um but yeah i just love female friendships i just love watching them grow through the years it's beautiful all my feelings about it Mm -hmm. but yeah everyone out there go go tell one of your female friends that they're awesome they deserve to hear it because i'm sure they are and yeah go dress up for the heirs tour movie make the friendship bracelets just keep doing you this is our keep year doing you yeah this is our time celebrate girlhood <laughs> celebrate girlhood we love and it. we are still running our fundraiser yes. for I'm discuss it today i'm so proud of us <laughs> <laughs> we're still running our fundraiser for um and overdose any amount of money you can contribute is appreciated even a dollar um you can donate on our instagram at hate spinner bait pod also we if you can't donate any money totally fine i understand times are crazy times groceries are, are one thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. but um go on their site you know go on their instagram take a look at things learn about harm reduction learn about you know the overdose statistics get familiar and then you know share some of their infographs you never know 
these days when somebody you know could accidentally overdose or like, you know, maybe someone you know is doing hard drugs and they still deserve not to die. So yeah. go ahead yeah. and get some Narcan and uh, let's take big, care of each other. Big believer and yeah, taking care of each other. Big believer and nobody needing to needlessly die. Those are yes. things we stand for here at Eight Spinner Yes. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I know. Um, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. It's a wild time. But yeah, thanks everyone for coming and hanging out. We're almost at the end of this novel, which has been a nice, like I said earlier, beautiful scenic route. I really enjoyed the ride. And we'll be watching the movie soon. So I'm excited for that as well. Good stuff coming up. Come join us on Chaos Thursday. And until then, take care of yourself.